What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now premiering on the Studio DNA Network, Sif Pop Writer's Room. A new show consisting of the writers of SifPop.com. On a rotating basis, we'll be discussing some classic movies we're watching for the first time, some comic book movies, some nostalgic movies, and what TV shows we're currently watching. But each week, we'll also be taking a look at the movies that are coming out soon and give our thoughts on how we think they will turn out. If you love movies, Sif Pop Writer's Room is the place to be. So come on in, and we will pull up a chair for you. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that won't ask you to pray with us because of those pesky lawyers, it's Sif Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live most weekends are available to download later in your podcast feed, unless of course you're a patron. Patrons get those perks! Patrons get those perks! <sighs> I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and ever since he started directing movies, he can't whistle anymore. It's Josh Childs, everybody. <laughs> See, it's just impossible. Oh. Uh, each week, we chat about movies, television, whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And yeah, Josh is with us this week. Thank you for hanging hey, out with us. Thanks um, for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Excited to talk to you about a plethora of of things going on in your world and uh, in your life and also talk some movies with you. We're going to talk about uh, On the Rocks, Sofia Coppola movie uh, that just came out and then a movie recommended by Josh for the show, mm. The uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow. Um, so Jim Cummings and yeah. not Winnie the Pooh Jim Cummings, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> the other Jim Cummings. That's his middle name. Jimmy, uh, Jim, not Winnie the Pooh Cummings. That. Correct. Weird that his parents named him that, but yeah. uh, but it makes sense, I guess. It's clear. You, know, you don't, you don't yeah. want to you don't want to get it confused. Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna have a good time. But you may be asking, okay, why is Josh hanging out with us today? Uh, well, let's get to that first. I will say, how are you? Like, what's been going on, man? Like, you know, you. I mean, I know we're gonna talk a little bit about the movie making you've been doing, but uh, yeah. and I'm sure that's dominated your life. But things good, like in your town. Like, how are things? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. We, uh, uh, my youngest just celebrated a birthday, um, oh. uh, yesterday. So that was fun. I ate too much cake. Um, <laughs> but generally speaking, I am well, you know, the, I think like most people, we had a little bit of cabin fever for a while, um, since I've talked but not, to you last, but not the actual fever, not just, the actual oh, fever, okay, just the a, cabin fever. It's an important <laughs> distinction to make. You know. Yeah, I'm used to working from home and stuff, and and we actually homeschool, so the boys are used to that as well. But yeah, they did lose a lot of camps and a lot of socializing that homeschoolers mm -hmm. have, you know, um, this last year. So we are, yeah, we are hope we're 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 doing well though. We've managed to, you know, yeah. get some community, uh, even though. It has been difficult. It has been yeah. difficult, and continues yeah. to be a a difficult, crazy world we live in. Um, I don't know if you saw this. We had an election this past week as well. Uh, so oh, for um, uh, uh, school board, I don't. I don't know if oh. you you're up on our school board elections, but homeschool. Uh, so no, yeah, I'm the president of my. School oh, board. okay. Well, then then I guess you wouldn't you wouldn't be aware of any of this, but uh, yeah. But yeah, it was, it's been quite of a humdinger of a, a year 2020 has. And it's interesting because psychologically, it's one of those things where I, I get to uh, start towards the end of the year and it's like, well, all these things know like how years work, right? Like, so we'll get to, you know, December 31st and then everything will 
change, right? Like, and then we go, okay, 2021 time, and it's going to be totally different, right? We reset, yeah. Like, pandemics understand how the calendar works, right? It's it's going to be a thing. Yeah. Oh, mercy. Um, Well, (laughs) I appreciate you hanging out here, being with us. Um, We'll get kind of get into now kind of what's been going on recently with you, because you have just directed your second film. Um, and, uh, and I'm excited to check it out. Uh, you were kind enough to kind of clue me in on some of what's going on there and, and with the, the plot and, and I, I look, the nether region has always interested me because it's this combination of, you know, sci-fi and comedy that is, I don't know. It's just one of my favorite things. I think of like Gattaca or, or not Gattaca. Why did I say Gattaca? Gattaca. (laughs) That is funny. (laughs) Hilarious movie, Gattaca. Don't know if you've seen it, but just a lot of really drop dead funny themes going on there. Uh, Galaxy Quest was the G movie I was trying to think of. Um, And I love the combination of those two things. And you guys do it so well in some of your short, you know, uh, films on YouTube, that kind of thing. And this is kind of that crew, right? Making this movie. It is. Um, uh, Jared and Chris and I, Jared, my brother, Jeremy Childs, and Chris Cunningham and myself um, are the sort of the, the backbone of the nether region. There are so many other people that have helped on uh, different, you know, short projects um, and then, of course, on, on this feature. Um, but this, yeah, we, that's kind of the the always team is the three of us. And um, this is our, yeah, our first foray into feature filmmaking. I, I have directed a feature before. Um, another micro budget um, about I was thinking about it's like almost 11 years ago it's been a while man yeah Um, and this is nothing like that Um, that one was a a faith-based introspective piece and this is a I mean it's not without its introspection but it's a um, yeah it's a broader sci-fi comedy Um, it's still really grounded so I directed it and uh, uh, wrote it with Chris and Jeremy and Chris and Jer are the uh, the lead actors in it so and it's a it's four actors all to, all in. So it's a it's a real small cast. Um, we had about a crew, cast and crew of about twenty ish. Um, not not really going into post production crew, um, which we we haven't totally set up yet. But um, yeah, a couple of weeks we shot and shot everything at, at Chris's house, and uh, it was hard and and worthwhile you know (laughs) you know a lot of worthwhile things are difficult uh so (laughs) yeah i so for clarity uh jeremy is your brother uh your older brother and if you uh don't know he's been uh acting for a while now and doing some great work i think i've I've seen him in nashville uh, the tv show nashville uh he had a pretty major role in um oh what was that uh that Seth, uh, yeah, preacher, preacher, yes, yeah, yeah season he, three, he he was one of the uh, one of the uh, one of the guest stars for for the whole season, one of the bad guys, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, his most recently, uh, he's on uh, the Good Lord Bird on episode two. Right. He, he and he and Steve's on are the guest stars for for that episode. Um, so he he plays a a, a grumbly uh, racist cowboy. So. <laughs> You know, is was that the the call sheet? Just said grumbly racist cowboy. Is that? I'm, no, he had a name and a very well defined character. But it's based it's based on a book. The whole series is based on a book. So I'm sure the character was. I haven't read the book, but I'm sure it's a very well defined character. Uh, but um, yeah, you, he had a blast on that. You also found yourself on television recently, uh, playing a judge. Um, if I, I can did. remember uh, the, correctly, I don't remember the name of the show. Bluff City Law. That's what it was. Bluff City yeah, Law. The short-lived NBC drama with Jimmy Smits. Courtroom drama didn't how, last after the season. How does it feel to be directly responsible for the canceling of a TV show? That's that's just that's. <laughs> um, getting get used to it. Uh, you know. <laughs> just my thing. That's what they call just me my, in for. Thing, yeah. Yeah, I'm like the, the, the I'm the show killer. I'm yeah. the Bull Durham of the uh, the TV show industry, or <laughs> where whatever right. it is. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, so you've done a little bit of acting yourself. In fact, we've had you on the podcast before you, I'm sure you, you know, um, in fact, you were a key part of the beginning of this podcast. Uh, you would come in and and guest host many times, uh, and it's a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, last time you were on, I believe we talked about a movie that is now one of the, the biggest hits at the box office in 2020, uh, the war with grandpa and the fact that you had a De Niro scene in that, uh, Have you had a chance to watch it yet? Is my first question. No. 
I've been so it it opened up while we were uh, first week of produ- our first week of production. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was that that we had been shooting for three or four days, so we were already like six days behind. Um, just kidding. Um, I had a great we had a great AD, so we weren't we, we weren't six days behind. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, so it came out, and then I, I so I didn't have a chance to really look at it through that, and then you know we jumped right into all this other all the other business, you know, doing pickup shoots and and getting prepped for post production. Um, so I haven't I haven't had a chance to to go see it. My my mom has, and she said that there's not enough me in it. So that was my that. feeling when I watched the movie. I was like, "Not enough, Josh. Where's Josh?" Uh, so yeah, you and your brother come in as EMTs. Uh, once it's a prank war between a, a grandfather and a grandchild. In fact, I think we talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago. I think so. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, you and your brother come in and, and wrestle around with De Niro for a little bit, and yeah. uh, so it was terrifying. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I was not super nervous going beforehand, like while we were waiting to shoot. We shot, it was the last thing we shot that day, the last mm-hmm. thing they shot for the day. Um, and I wasn't nervous going into that, um, but I got super nervous once we got there. And yeah. Jerry was the opposite. He was super nervous. He says he was nervous going into it. And then once he saw him, he was like, oh, no, I know that guy. Because you know, he, <laughs> he's watched him for years and years and years. So That's he's like, Bobby. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not afraid of that guy. That's Bobby um, D. So we would, we would, do our scenes and then you know you have to go go back to one yeah is what, reset is what they say which yeah. is reset the the scene and our our reset was outside the door and every time they called cut like i was back at one right away because i didn't want to be anywhere near the reason that things didn't work out smoothly mm-hmm. <laughs> um but jer would take his time and you know listen to conversation and you know you know have a little more uh quality time with with bob um before he would exit um but uh, i was yeah pretty i never really relaxed the whole time we were shooting um once we were done i was so glad that i had the memory of it <laughs> sure um but he had a much jared had a much more enjoyable time actually shooting it if you um, could if you could go back would you uh kind of embrace a little more of the the jeremy style and and stay in or do you think you would do the same thing uh, I, no, knowing what I know from Jer, from what he heard, uh, you know, he had these little bo- boosts of co- uh, confidence throughout because he would hear them talking about what was working and, you know, it was, you know. Good. Right. Yeah, that's um, good. So that would be nice that I feel a little better about that. And, and I'll be like, he was great. Bob was, I don't, he didn't tell me, call him Bob. Everyone on set just says Bob. <laughs> so I'm saying Bob. <laughs> Um, and, and he was great. And, you know, I, I don't know if it's true, but I heard, you know, I heard a rumor that, you know, once the, he's done shooting for the day, like once he hits those hours, he's out, whether he's in the middle of a scene or not. I don't know if that's really true. I don't know, (laughs) but I do know that we went over and he was super cool about it, you know? Um, but I, I literally had to rip his shirt open and they, they had some specifics on how I needed to do it. And one of the times I didn't do it right, and oh. they were very cool, very cool. But let me know that I needed to do that shirt rip a little different. Yeah, <laughs> little, little too much nipple grazing. I think that, that one, that one time something. you did it. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Um, I mean, but I it was get cool. It, but... Like it was all worth it. Even that, like I've heard that you don't, you, you can barely even tell it's us in the scene and stuff. And there's actually a a, a bigger role that I read for, but the at the end of the day, it wasn't the scene with. De Niro, so that's right. the that's the bigger bucket list <laughs> thing to sure to have, of course. you know, of course. So. Uh, I'm excited about the movie that you that you're getting finished ma- uh, making. I cannot wait to to eventually see it. Uh, it is called Squat. I don't Squat. believe we've we've I don't believe we've said the title of it yet. Oh right. Uh, talk a little bit before we kind of get into our reviews for the day about how people can help out with Squat because I know you're doing some uh, fan funding for kind of the final push. To make yeah. sure it gets like color corrected and into festivals and, and that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, so well, yeah, uh, talk a little so bit about that. Let, let me give you the the real quick rundown on on the project. Um, basically, you know, we we've had written this thing and we were really close. And um, Chris, because of the pandemic, actually sold a rental property. And when he and his wife did so, his wife looked at him and said, "You need to use some of this money to to make this movie." And 
And, and he was like, uh, I don't know. And she's like, well, if you don't, then you need to shut up about wanting to make a movie. You're, you can't ever talk about it ever again. <laughs> this is your chance. And it needs to be done now because you and I both know this money will get spent on something else that we need if you don't do it. So he called me and he was like, I think this is what we have. I think this is what we can do. And we jumped in with both feet and just started rolling with it. Um, but one of those th re things, when, when we, we had that budget we were dealing with, we knew that um, trying to spread that over the whole project was going to be really tough. So we put all of that into actual production and, and got an amazing camera package, an amazing crew, an awesome AD, Kyler Wilson, um, um, awesome DP, um, Andy Dunsing, um, a lot of people that we've known and worked with over the years um, who were willing to work for far less than they were worth we'll say that and get us deals on, on, on equipment that was far less than it was worth, you know? Um, and so we did all that, but because of that, we, we really kind of left ourselves on purpose in a spot where we would have to go crowdfund for mm -hmm. production. Um, and, and the bottom line is this movie's going to get made and we're going to do it no matter what. Um, if it means that, you know, Chris is by himself in the edit bay and, you know, doing the special effects and doing whatever, you know, and it takes us three years or we have people that can help us and it takes us three years because they're doing it in their spare time. Um, but what this crowdfunding does is it, it, it gets th all of our post-production people um, something. Again, mm -hmm. not what they're worth, but it gets them something, and it ensures that we get to move on our project faster, and we have that little that commitment to to a little more excellence, you know, because we're putting those tidbits out there. So we are raising uh, fifteen thousand dollars for uh, basically for editing and visual effects and um, sound design and color correction, um, scoring or music. Um, all, all of these elements so that we can make this movie feel um, as special as it as, as we know it can be. Um, right now we are uh, we're about at the halfway mark of the crowdfunding and we have um, we're closing in on six grand. so we're nice. between 35 and 40 percent funded, which is not a bad spot and it's actually really good. I mean it's been really humbling experience the, the people that have already supported us. But you can support us um, by going and I, I don't have the the link I can say I can say this and you'll see it but it's uh, seed if you go to seed and spark and look for our our project, which is called squat. Seed and Spark is a crowdfunding platform specifically for filmmakers. Um, it's also a distribution place, a platform that you guys should check out as well. Um, but if you search for Squat, um, or you can go to the Nether Region uh, social media pages, um, and we've got links to the the funding there, the funding page there. But you can you can hear all the details. You can see um, our you know we've got a couple of videos up. Um, we've got some updates of how the the thing's gone so far. Um, but we're really excited. We're really happy. It's been very humbling um, that people have, you know, done, done, just already started helping out for, on a project. Like, it's, yeah. it's so weird. It's a movie that's not made yet. It's still sure. in our brains and in our hard drives. <laughs> and people, you know, believe in us or believe in the project enough um, to, to do that. So uh, anyway, it's been it's been pretty awesome so far and it's been a lot of hard work. It's, it's almost like producing another movie, um, producing a crowdfunding campaign. Yeah. Um, but it's been worth it. And we've had a great help, a guy named Kent Nichols who I've known for years, but he does this a lot. Um, so if anybody wants help with their own crowdfunding, you can give him a call, but he, or a text or email or social media shout out or whatever. Sure, carrier pigeon. I get it. Yeah, yeah right on. Um, he can help him out. Um, I didn't, I, I realize I haven't said, can I actually say the log line of the movie? Do we have a few seconds? Yeah, the, do it, so man. I can well, tell yeah, people tell, what yeah. it's really about. What, give us, give <laughs> us the, 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 you know, the, the rundown. What is, what is squat about? So, uh, I've been working on the log line is why I wanted to try it out. Cause I feel oh, I'm you've been practicing. Really you've, you've, in fact, I, I think you've been heading to places with elevators just so it can yes. truly be an elevator pitch. So I should give my elevator pitch yes, yes, my, yeah. with a mask. Right. So, um, but here it is. Um, so after the tragic loss of his wife and child an agoraphobic writer, uh, becomes content to believe that there is a force field around his house. And this belief is brought into question when a mysterious cowboy, played by my brother, Jeremy, um, uh, when he comes into the house and refuses to leave. So it is, um, 
it's there's the promise of science fiction, even though there's the question mark of the force field. But I promise there's it's science fiction. Um, uh, it's a comedy. It's kind of a weird buddy comedy. Um, you know, a fight for we've seen fight for house movies before. Um, we put some new stakes on this one, um, but it's got a lot of heart too. Um, with such a big, broad sort of concept, uh, yeah. that's kind of could be really silly or uh, or not. Um, and, and it's really grounded. It's a really grounded piece. So it's it's funny. It's a definitely a comedy, but it's not big, broad, silly comedy. It is, you know, it's Jar and Chris both play the the truth and the reality. Uh, of the movie so well, as well as our, our other actors, Tamiko Robinson, Steele, and uh, Julian Vaca. They all they all kind of uh, walk the tightrope, um, as it were, and it looks amazing. Um, and anyway, I'm just really excited about it. Not every movie can be as funny as Gattaca, so it's no. o- it's okay if the humor is a little more subtle than that. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, I just it's a just real a little, thinker. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to give you that encouragement. <laughs> Uh, I am, like I said, super excited to uh, eventually see it. Uh, if you want to support it, Seed and Spark, uh, just search for Squat there. Highly encourage you to do that. Um, I think you're clo- closing in on halfway. So to be able to kind of put that over the, the halfway point and start, you know, um, running out of the woods. Yeah, instead I think of that's the woods, our next like, big our next big hurdle is to get that halfway mark. So it'd be yeah. really sweet. Yeah. And if you are watching this live, uh, the link is in your chat uh, or in the comments of wherever hey. you're watching this. So <laughs> you're you're wait you're over there. <laughs> yes. Down yes. There. C- correct. Yeah. <laughs> High five. Wrong. Wait, I did the wrong. <laughs> I can't. I don't. You've had more practice. I have. I have. You just have to go opposite of what you're thinking. High five. Okay, very nicely done. Uh, the the podcast people are going to love this section of the podcast. I'm oh, sorry. No, no, no. No, it's great. Uh, Film so, is a visual medium. That's right. That's that's that's, that's definitely right. Uh, rooting you on, man. It's always exciting to see what you're doing. Uh, Thanks, man. We've been friends you're for a always- long time. So, yeah. And uh, Aaron's always one of the um, one of the first people I send my script to um, as well. Just for all the listeners, like uh, every time I get a draft done, or well, I get a presentable draft, I send it to Aaron. Um, he because he's got um, lovely things to say, um, and he's a he's a sharp guy. But um, there's also a you know there's different levels of readers, and th- you know y- you're not one of the readers that I send it to last, who are the real nitpicky sort of. Um, like this is never going to work. Like, <laughs> you're one of the more optimistic people are like, Hey, this is what really works about it. And I always like earlier drafts always get sent to air <laughs> just to, just to keep you going. It's like, <laughs> keep, I was like, good. Yes, I was right. I was, I was right. This part does, does work or this does, yeah. this does read or whatever. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I don't know that you've ever sent me something that I've read and been like, Oh boy. You know, it's, it's, what do I say now? It's it really is always you wrote a, a script. <laughs> That's right. Well done. <laughs> Great job using the keyboard. Excellent keyboard work. Uh, you know uh, your screenwriting software. Yeah. Oh yeah, screenwriting software. That's that's fun. We should talk about that sometime. I've never used screenwriting software. Does it automatically like, format everything into like a screenplay? Or uh, pretty much, yeah. Okay. Does it yeah, also no, does it also add like jokes and stuff for you if you can't think of one? <laughs> no. Oh, it's, oh, but right. it should it should write it for you. It should yeah. be like a, set a formula where you just type in like like a Mad Lib, right? Yeah. You just type. Didn't in they invent names. that? I think they invented that recently. Did, like the the AI that writes a script, you just tell oh, it probably. The, uh, I know yeah. that the um um. What is it? The uh, the save the cat screenplay books were were very templatey like that, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are not fans. But they basically break it down like the different genres of movies and what right. should happen at every every right. know, few minutes and yeah. things like that. But lots of formulas. Um, it's the math best of to it. you, best to you, man. Thank you, man. Excited, Thank excited you. to see it continue to go. Uh, and if you again want to support, uh, hit up that link that's in the, the comments, um, or just go to Seed and Spark in search for uh, squat yeah. um, we do have th- cool uh, some incentives by, by the way i guess that's oh, yeah. I, I took that for granted with crowdfunding but there are incentives um it's not just we, we don't just want your m- money um and and the heart of it too can i just want to say one last thing the heart of yeah. it really is about building a community the money's great but really we, we we're trying to build 
the nether region community, um, a fan base, a family, people who like sci-fi comedy, people who think this sort of material is funny. You know, it's a little different from our sketch stuff, but I think it's still in the same, it's the same world, right? Um, and so that's, those are the kind of people we want. People who are like, oh yeah, I want to laugh at sci-fi. So yeah. go to the go to the site and if nothing else, follow the project, right? Like that's that's the key here. Go follow the project, even if you don't feel yeah. like you have uh, the resources, which is totally understandable. We say the same sure. thing for our you know crowdfunding here. Um, yeah. You know, go and follow uh, because yeah. that'll be a valuable part of the building of that experience uh, at Seed and Spark. So right on, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. Go check that out. All right, let's get into some movie reviews, man. Yeah. Let's let's do this thing. Uh, let's kick it off by talking about On the Rocks. Oh my gosh, do you look beautiful, Cliff? How's your mom's hip? Good, thanks. Good. He thinks you're my girlfriend. Grace. Been busy. Yeah. Dean's traveling with clients all the time, and I'm just the buzzkill waiting to schedule things. Just, I'm so stuck. So Dean's going away a lot, huh? On business trips? Dad. Raise your hand if that sounds fishy. He's not like you. He's a good guy, a great dad. Sure. The story of a young mother who reconnects with her larger-than-life playboy father on an adventure through New York. This is uh, Bill Murray and Rashida Jones uh, starring in this. Sofia Coppola bringing it to us. Uh, currently on uh, Apple TV Plus, uh, who I think this is the second time we've reviewed an Apple TV Plus movie here on Sif Pop. Uh, uh, was it uh, Greyhound, the first one? Uh, the Tom Hanks Boat uh, movie. Oh, yeah, that came out recently. Yeah. Not long ago. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they're trying to get into the game as everybody is right now. Um, what did you think, Josh? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Uh, I liked it. Yeah. I think I'm in the, I'm, I think I'm a little lower than that. I'm, tr I'm kind of vacillating between it was just okay and liked it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm going to land on the high side of it was just okay. Um, there's enough about this Actually, I should I should state that differently. There's not enough about this movie uh, for me to kind of climb out of that. It was just okay um, marker. I feel like this movie, in many ways, um, is a little bit emptier than I was wanting it to be. There's you know there's there's not necessarily a lot of uh, oomph to it. Not that every movie has to have that, but I, I was kind of wanting that, especially with some of the themes and the topics they were dealing with. Um, Josh, what are some of your general thoughts on the movie as you watched it? Uh, I, I think I generally like like these kind of movies, these light uh, light dramedies, or as it were. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I get where you're coming from, and I think I probably would agree. I think uh, he pushes me more over the edge. I thought their dynamic was generally really lovely, and there was a couple of moments. There's a couple of scenes that um, stood out that I really liked, and I think that's where it put me in the the like as opposed to just okay you know what we, I mean? we, we can talk about uh bill murray here just for a second since i think that's who, you know you're talking about in enjoying him he's i mean the charm on this dude right like yeah, right. i mean it's just bill murray being bill murray and and it's great uh yeah. there are specific scenes there's a, a, a scene where he's singing and it's just you know it's it's nothing but just amazingness there's yeah. a scene where you know he's uh in a traffic situation and it's just those are yeah those are exactly the ones i'm talking right about. where you're just, you're just scenes. you're just in awe of him yeah. as just a smooth operator you yeah. know and uh and i don't know that anybody pulls that off as well as he does uh for not what he's as doing effort, in here not as effortless as effortlessly mm -hmm. uh, is, that's for sure yeah he doesn't yeah. look like like he just it's like it's part of him, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a piece of Bill Murray. I'm also. Um, I, go ahead. I was I was gonna jump off for a second. I actually say that I, I loved the uh, the little the little girls in this as well. The Rashida Jones's yes. daughters, especially the youngest. She was ridiculously charming. And there's one solid scene. It's just like a playful scene with with him. He plays their grandfather and the two girls. And that. is it the poker scene? Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, with the shoe. Like it starts with him putting a sock in the kid's face. Yeah, my foot stink. You know. Yeah, and the whole scene is just like it's just a lovely, charming moment, and it's that's the tone of that carried me, you know, much further into the movie past that scene. Even you know. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're great. Um, I am personally Rashida Jones fan. I, I love her and the stuff that she's done. Um, I think you mentioned their dynamic is great here. I don't feel like she's given enough to do in this movie. Um, it is very much about him and their relationship, even though the movie, I think, is trying to be about her. Um, mm -hmm. Because, honestly, the primary conflict of the movie is about her relationship with her husband. Uh, and yet, at the same time, I, I feel like there are moments this movie wants to say something through her character but then just kind of goes halfway. It just kind of, you know, uh, you mentioned the the traffic scene and her response to that uh, is fine, but it, I don't know, it just, it could have been more, there could have been more yeah. to that. And it's almost like the movie doesn't know how to balance his charm with the reality of his privilege and the reality of what it wants to say about him. Um, and so I, th I think the movie fails to go deep enough because it's struggling with that that character being so likable, but also kind of the the antagonist in many yeah. ways. Yeah, it's 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 a weird. I'll say this: the context of watching it, I think, played a part in it too. Because if had it been a theater experience, I don't know that I would have enjoyed it as much. And had I been really thinking about um, uh, the um, oh shoot the uh, the the uh, loss in translation. Yes. Wait. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Had, like in those terms, I don't know that I would have enjoyed this as much. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. it's a weird. It's a disconnect. It feels a little disconnected, um, in that regard. Like it's a, if the fact that it's a streaming and free and <laughs> you know all that's like eh, I like it more. You know, if I had to work harder for it, I don't know if I would have liked it as much. That's I'm finding that so much reviewing movies yeah. this year. Where it is, it is both the comfort uh, of my own home, where it's the expectations are just automatically lowered by a couple points. It just, it's mm -hmm. just true it, for whatever reason, psychologically or whatever. Uh, and so movies have that going for them. And also, I'm not going to the movies, so it's like you know, look a movie. And it's so there's this like uh, just this, especially with my personality. You mentioned my unbridled optimism i just i want to love stuff right and so like yeah, yeah. hey here's a movie i want to love it and so if it, it gives me even just the slightest chance to love it i will yeah. um and uh and so i've i've experienced that a lot uh this year i bet there are a lot of movies this year that i came away really liking or even loving that in a normal year i may have had a different reaction to um i'm thinking specifically of movies like the old guard or you mm -hmm. know stuff like that where it's just like man i love that movie it's so much fun and i love the scene and it's like yeah but do you, you know, like if you watched it again two years from now, would you feel the same way? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm having that experience quite a bit uh, this year as well. And and this movie is one of those movies. I watched it and and I just had a good time. I just enjoyed my time watching it. I never felt bored. I always mm -hmm. felt interested in the characters. It was only in trying to think about, uh, you know, kind of the, the themes and what the movie was doing where it kind of started to... Um, fall apart for me yeah um and not just thematically but also the movie doesn't answer a lot of its own questions it really doesn't it doesn't take time in and i don't even just mean in a philosophical way i mean in a plot kind of way there are there are many moments of this plot dealing with a uh i don't think it's a spoiler to say a possible affair you know that her husband might be having and mm -hmm. and there are many points in this movie where it it presents you with clues or information or whatever and just never touches on those things again. It off, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not interested in paying any of that off. Um, yeah, I, so much so that when the the climax of the movie happens, I I was skeptical that that was the climax of the movie. Right. Yeah. 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 And so it and so it felt. I, I would say this, you know, going along with one of, with the, you know, just all right is that the the end of it, uh, of it feels like it feels like it just kind of then it was just over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, I guess <laughs> yeah. that's the end of this movie, this story. Okay. Um, and it was yeah, and anticlimactic. You know, I will say that like, like I love their dynamic, but the um, the end, sort of the climactic m moment between her and her dad. I don't want again. I don't want to spoil, but you sure. know, there's a conflict and it comes to uh, a head. <laughs> uh -huh. Um, and I thought that was really dry and mishandled mm -hmm. and and then i saw i thought the resolve 
was very dry and mishandled. That's if, and I don't know what, if it's the script or if it was them, I even was, I was even looking at the editing a little bit because the editing was real dry in those moments. It's just very, you know, clean, tight one shot and then Mm -hmm. a reverse of tight one shot. And, um, but that's not, it's kind of off to the side. So you, so you feel a little detached from it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't know what the, the real culprit of it was, but, um, yeah, ultimately, yeah. ultimately, it feels like a movie without consequence. It just it feels like a movie that is uninterested in the the actual uh, consequence or movement of its themes, plot, characters. It's it's mm-hmm. more interested in just being being there, being fun or light or mm-hmm. fluffy or in. And again, I I think maybe some of it comes down to wrestling with the charm of Bill Murray in the role that you've given him. Because that role needs to be a little uglier, I think, if you're going to have consequence to this movie. Uh, and you sure. just you just can't, at least the way it was performed and the way it was directed, you just can't make that role in this movie uh, that ugly. You just, you can't. Yeah. And, and that, it, it is okay for the antagonist to be likable. You, you can pull that off, but it, in this movie, the movie seems unwilling to wrestle with it at all, even if that is going to be a thing. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I I guess I would ask somebody who'd seen this movie. I guess I'll ask you. Um, do you like Bill Murray's character? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, do I you think, think the movie a... wants you to like Bill Murray, Murray's character? I think so. Right. That's the problem, right? Like that's because you that's can't help I... it. Like if you're going to put Bill Murray in there right. and have him do that, you're like he's played grumpier, less lovable characters. Sure than this he's not but that's not his character that, i mean i guess the character's thing is like everybody loves him and he's kind of a charmer and can talk mm-hmm. himself out of jams and stuff um and so but i think you're right like the the real key to that is what is rashida's life like in the shadow of that mm-hmm. and we take it i think they take it for granted what that is like we can make some we can draw some conclusions but they they never really verify it for us right right um but yeah, so, yeah. He's, 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 it's it's tough. Like yeah, I like them. I don't, I don't know about <laughs> uh, anything. We haven't mentioned Marlon Wayans, uh, who again for being a primary part of the um, the the force of this movie. You know, the driving force of the plot uh, really is hardly in the movie. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, so uh, uh, we haven't talked about him in, uh, much. Jenny Slate, I wanted to mention. She's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You get the sense that she she got a chance just to play with that character and yeah yeah and you can tell because those scenes are fun. One of the she she's a really nice help too because movies like this are so they they walk the line between drama and comedy so thinly you know what mm-hmm. I mean so so it's hard to know sometimes if yeah. if a movie's supposed to be funny like like Gattaca like Gattaca <laughs> you know, exactly, really like when you Gattaca. think of, when you think about um, it. So she's one of those things that help, like from early on, like there's several scenes with her and you're like, okay, yeah, I get, this is, this is really helpful in the tone, but it's also helpful in showing, you know, kind of what Regina, Rashida Jones's life is like, what her normal day to day life is like yeah. and stuff. Um, and especially since we don't see, we don't actually see Bill Murray for Bill Murray for 20, 30 minutes. We hear his voice on the phone once, but we don't see him for a that's while. That's true. Yeah, no, that's and true. Again, he's such a huge part, you know, um, so, so like, go ahead. Where do we land on this? What do you say? Recommend? Um, you know, would you say this is one for movie lovers to watch, or like, who is this movie for? Who would you recommend it to? Who would you recommend stay away? Yeah, I think if you like, um, you know, like indie indie films about people in New York relationship dramedies, then th- this will be fall right in the groove. It's not going to be your favorite. Yeah. We didn't even favorite. talk about the New York part of this. I think if you're, yeah. if you're familiar with New York or have ever lived there or whatever, these are the kind of movies really that really like hit you. It feels very New York, uh, yeah. in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, and there's a whole, there's a whole world of indie films like that. Um, and I like them, you know, talky, you know, living room, people talk in a living room and then they go to have wine and they talk there and then they go somewhere else and talk there, you know, <laughs> very talky, talk in a car, you know, mm-hmm. um, if you like those kind of movies, I think you'll like this one fine. You know what I mean? I don't think yeah. there's anything about this that there's nothing enough to make you hate the movie. You right. Know what I mean? Totally I, agree. Yeah. It's a, it's a perfectly pleasurable experience. It, it really is. So I would say if you, if you have... Uh, Apple TV Plus, maybe you know you bought an iPhone or an iPad or something, and you got the free year. Um, you know, yeah, throw it on and and enjoy it. 
Um, yeah. But I don't know that it's worth subscribing uh, to Apple TV Plus for. Um, although they're they're building a library, they really are. There's some stuff on there. You've got what Ted Lasso uh, has gotten which a lot I of love. Yeah. Um, you've got uh, Mythic Quest, uh, Raven's Banquet, which is a lot of fun on there, and of course the two movies we've reviewed. So there is stuff on there, um, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't I don't think it's it'll you know ever go the way of Quibi or anything. Uh, it's going to be around, but um, but yeah, there's there's a little bit there. So yeah, I would say. I would say for this alone, not necessarily worth the subs subscription, but um, but yeah, maybe check it in out. The, in the terms that we said before, I would recommend, and and since it is at home and it's as easy as this, as mm -hmm. opposed to going yeah. to the theater, definitely a recommend for me as well. Yeah. Nice. Well, there you go. On the rocks uh, again. You can check that out on Apple TV Plus. Uh, let's move on. Uh, actually. Yes, let's move on to our review of Wolf of Snow Hollow. I'm John. I'm an alcoholic. I've been in the program now for six years. Sober for three. This is scary. It's new. I never saw a body like that. There's going to be a lot of late nights and overtime because of the brutal murder that happened in town. And I didn't want to set up expectations that I can't keep. Our expectations of you are very low. Spans the bites are gigantic. Same as the distance of the paw prints. It's a wolf. Or maybe it's a werewolf. No, let me just make this perfectly clear. There is no such thing as werewolves. A stressed out police officer struggles not to give in to the paranoia that grips his small mountain town as bodies turn up after each full moon. Um, before I get your opinion on the movie, uh, Josh, why don't you kind of introduce this one to us since you were the one who recommended it, uh, kind of how you came to it, uh, whether you've seen Jim Cummings, other movie, like, you know, what is your, your experience yeah. with this property? Yeah. So this is, uh, I, I guess I, I heard that Jim Cummings, this was actually his third movie, but the first one's kind of off the radar. Okay. Um, but, uh, his first feature was based on a short film called Thunder Road and the, the feature in the, sh in the short had the same, same name. And I saw the short, um, it got a lot of buzz, um, and it was easily accessible and I, sh I saw it and fell in love with it. It was hysterical. Um, and then, uh, so when the feature came out, I watched that and the same thing, it was just, um, it's a really interesting quirky character study. Sure. Um, you've, you've seen it, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, but, and so, so when this one, I went and I follow him on Twitter because he's a huge advocate for indie filmmaking in general as well. Um, and he's just real and he's a, he's a, a very encouraging filmmaker. Um, so if you, if you don't, you should, and you're a filmmaker, you should probably follow him on Twitter cause he's got a lot of interesting things to say. Uh, um, and, uh, so when this one was, when I found out about this one through Twitter and the buzz and whatnot. I was actually really anxious to, to watch it. I just uh, was busy making my own movie. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't a have a chance to right away. Um, so I was, when you said we were, uh, that we would do it, um, I got super excited that I, you know, not only got to watch it, but got to watch it with uh, a purpose and, and talk about it. Since nice. I, I am a, I am a fan of his in general so far. I mean, uh, he, he doesn't have a, a huge filmmaking career, but so far so good in my opinion. Um, so this is available VOD, uh, at the various different services. Um, so you can rent it or buy it, uh, but a, but a cheaper VOD than, than others. It ain't 50 bucks like Mulan. Uh, so five, that's, that's five ninety nine, I think to rent it. Maybe four ninety nine. Yeah. Maybe. It's, it's definitely in that range. Uh, if you want to check it out. And uh, I think the, the, uh, physical media is out on it already too. I think you can, the oh, really? are already released on it as well. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't realize that. Um, well, what do you think? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or was it just okay? Um, it is a light love or nice. a hard like. Very nice. Again, I am just, I think, one notch below you. Uh, <laughs> I, I liked this movie. Um, now, this movie has some things uh, going against it with me, uh, which is just violence, blood, that kind of, like, it's just, it's not something I find entertaining. Um, and it's not so much that I'm triggered by it or that it's, uh, off-putting to me as much as it used to be because I'm kind of desensitized to it really to be honest in, uh -huh. in many ways because I watch so many movies it's just it's to me it's never something that I am engaged with now the good news is this movie has so many other things to engage me with yeah that that stuff um you know really just kind of was wallpaper for me and then I got to enjoy 
the comedy, uh, which I thought was really subtle and really fun in this, um, yeah. very human. The comedy in this is very human, um, as as well as the plot. It's a really interesting plot mystery. I, I liked it. I thought they they did a great job with that. So yeah, so I land yeah. firmly in the liked it um, uh, part uh, for this movie. What are some of the things that that you really loved about it? Well, uh, I th- I think. Same thing you said. Um, I, I I feel like this. He plays a a policeman who has an ex wife and a daughter, um, and it's there's a lot of relationship stuff going on in there, um, and he's got a, a little bit of a problem with his temper, you know, which yeah. is all are all the same things for Thunder Road, but the character is <laughs> different. It's so like I thought yeah. I was like, oh, this is tricky, but he does it, and you know, it's still him playing, but he play, he plays it different. It's not the same character at all. It's right. A, it's a right. different. It's a different take. So I love I love that. Um, I I, I love uh, performances. I'm not a fan of like gore. I don't like to see people as meat mm-hmm. pieces either. And that's definitely in this movie. Yeah, and but not as not as bad as some movies. I would sure. Say, but it's definitely there, and it's and they don't. Uh, uh, it's it's got some gruesome elements to it. Well, I would um, say that they're not shy about it. Yeah, but they're also they're also not uh, exploitative about it. It never it never sure. felt like it was look at this grossness, look at this gore. It was yeah. just you know this is what the scene would look like if you know this happened um, yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, I thought, but, I thought I, but, it was balanced pretty well. But I agree. I I think if somebody like there are definitely the the film goers who that's why they they want to go see a horror movie that's got a lot of right. gore and blood, and they're probably going to be disappointed. Um, and I do think like what you said, there's so much. Uh, it's it's such a piece of the the puzzle. There's so much yeah. more going on. Too. Yeah. The mystery is there. There, you know, the suspense of it and the the horror element of it is there. But I know I'm not a huge fan of hard horror films. Um, and I felt like this was all relatively safe in that regard. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I it they set me, the mood well, but I but I didn't feel like I was, you know, looking over my shoulder, terrified or something. <laughs> it honestly reminded me quite a bit of an X Files episode, not a yeah. specific one, but just in general, like yeah. very much. You know, you you cut twenty minutes off this movie, it could be an X an X Files episode, um, and in yeah. in all the best ways. Uh, yeah. When I say that. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of how I felt, uh, you know, about the the mystery and the plot. It just felt like a really nice, self-contained. Let's solve this thing and figure it out, and you know, a good resolution and uh, a fun little. Um, I wouldn't even call it a twist, but just kind of the way the story moves towards the end. I thought was really fun and clever mm-hmm. and interesting. Um, so yeah, it's just really well done. You know, it's very competent, and uh, and that you know kept me engaged uh, in the movie all the way through. Um, but it's it, also our our last time that we got to see uh, Robert Forrester. Correct. Um, and I thought it was a fitting fitting farewell. Um, yeah. Yeah. Since he was such a a, a B movie staple early on in his career. Sorry, my glasses got the best of me for a second. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, to, and I wouldn't call this movie a B movie, but it definitely has some roots there. You know. Sure. Um, and so I thought that was a really, uh, lovely sort of loving casting choice. I thought, yeah, I agree. Um, love seeing Robert Forster in this, uh, love seeing, uh, Jimmy Tatro, uh, who I've loved, uh, ever since. And I'm just, I'm totally spacing on the name of the, the show, um, on Netflix, but, uh, the, uh, the fake documentary. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember the name of the show, but you know, you're, either. you're screaming it at your podcast right now. Uh, and I, that's fine. <laughs> I appreciate it. Maybe somebody in the, the comments will, will bail me out, but he was so <laughs> great in that. And I wondered if he'd be able to kind of expand past that kind of dumb jock character that, that he plays there. And I think he's finding his way. He was also, uh, in another movie this year that that I enjoyed too, so I'm I'm enjoying seeing him more. So it was nice to see him in here. Uh, Ricky Lindholm, who I've seen do other stuff, is is great in here too. So mm-hmm. yeah, just kind of put together a nice little cast, and they're all doing their job. And you know, there there are times where I'm like, yeah, this is this kind of a, a you know a lower budget cast. I, you know, that's okay. I can kind of tell, but it's yeah. but it's still it's still a smart cast. I thought exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it still works. Uh, thank you. Comments. American Vandal uh, is the name yeah, of that yeah, that series. Right. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. I listen. If you if you want to see uh, Jimmy Tatro and anything else, yeah, check out American Vandal uh, for sure. Uh, any other any other thoughts uh, that you know 
you want to talk about like what what about this movie brings it down from a straight love for you like you haven't really talked about uh many of the negatives uh for you uh i th- i i thought the uh the ending was a little sudden again and um i, I and i'm on the fence about how well they explained it oh um, interesting i mean i didn't i did i, I got there but and i but i and, and i don't know that i discredit it but i, I wasn't confident in how they got there I'm, I'm trying to do this without spoilers. Here. Sure, sure. No, I understand. Um, so, but but overall, I thought it was um, kind of happened a little too fast for me. I would have enjoyed a little more. Um, now, when you say how they got there, do you mean how the plot got there, or how the characters figured it out? Maybe a little of both. Okay. Um, may, maybe a little of both. Uh, yeah, it's definitely. A, I think that I'm, I, that I'm not sure. You know I think I mean? the plot works pretty well for me, as I've already mentioned. I think you, you're on to something with the characters understanding what's going on. It does kind of yada yada that a little bit uh, as far as why the things that they're discovering would lead them to this conclusion. And especially yeah. right at the end, what light bulb went off? Like, I wasn't sure, yeah. you know, there's a light bulb that goes off towards the end um, that creates you know that final moment uh and i was just like what is that light bulb though like yeah. you know so that yeah i think you're right about that i think character wise i did snoop around a little bit too um and there are some things some pieces of the puzzle that i missed early on um but even missing those pieces and and being coming aware of them i still wasn't sure like how how strong it was yeah well that's hard to talk with <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but but i i i feel like the you know it, it i still was satisfied at the end i just maybe would have liked a little more just a little a little more meat somewhere okay. right there but um, yeah but that's that's probably it and the fact that you know I, if it hadn't been gory because i'm I, i'm with you if it hadn't been gory i probably would have liked it even more you know yeah i think um, i'm there too um i do think we haven't we haven't mentioned my favorite thing about the movie uh my absolute favorite thing about this movie are the themes uh i think this movie does an incredible job at uh at talking about ideas of vulnerability ideas mm-hmm. of abuse ideas of uh toxic masculinity especially um and com- putting that into because honestly, a, a lot of the monster stories that we know are stories written from a a metaphorical place, and to yeah. to present the werewolf story as a metaphor um, for toxic masculinity and for um, you know, especially a, a father who's dealing with his. I mean, this this movie. It almost really, honestly, the theme almost got to the point where it was a negative for me in that it was it was really on the nose a couple times. Yeah, uh, and it, and it's not shy about it at all. Like you know, yeah. it's it's right there on the surface a couple times. Well, it even leans into it a little bit with some of the dialogue, like as a as a almost as a comedy beat. Right. You know. <laughs> right. Like yeah. The intuitiveness of characters. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think that's the tight. Yeah, that's the tightrope. It's all, all you want. You want to say it's too much, but then you're like. But they are aware of what exactly what they're doing. Right. And at the end of the day, I think that's why it's my favorite thing about the movie. That I, I didn't feel that it ever got to the point where I was rolling my eyes at how on the nose it was. It just got to the point where I was like, okay, we get it. We, you know, it's it's obvious what's going on here. Yeah. Um, and I think you want it to be obvious what's going on here. Like you're not you're not trying to hide this. So yeah. um so but I really did uh I really did love that and um you know, there, there is, uh, I mentioned monsters as metaphors. There is that, you know, that idea with the idea of the full moon and the idea of women being vulnerable at night because there's a little bit more light at the full moon. And that that's sometimes where, uh, the werewolf idea comes from, um, you know, of, of men turning into animals. Um, and so it's all right there already in the monster myth. And so it's not like they had to force it. They didn't have to to pull that string too hard to, to yeah. really find the beauty in that metaphor yeah. uh, or, or the, the tragedy in that metaphor, I should even say, you know? Um, so, so I, I, I really, that is what for me lands it solidly in the liked it category is just to, to, to really see um, the intent of mm-hmm. that message and of those themes. Um, so, yeah, I want to make sure we, we chatted about that yeah, a little bit. Any, anything else from the Wolf of Snow Hollow that you want to bring up? Um, I don't think so. Let me just make sure that um, 
I'll look at my notes real quick. But, sure. Uh, <laughs> That's um, why we take them. <laughs> no, I th- oh I I do want to yeah I did I did uh, really enjoy the um there's a again I don't I don't think there's a spoiler there's um some non-linear uh, editing techniques that are used at strategic times that I thought were really effective um, and really interesting and mm-hmm. maybe helped elevate this um, a little bit from a uh, a straight genre piece you know mm-hmm. um, but I don't know how again I, I wouldn't say much more about it because I don't want to spoil anything but I thought it was really effective and interesting the way they they utilize that. I think that's a good thing to uh, to mention. This is a recommend for me. Uh, even if you don't like horror movies, if you're if you're going to be triggered by gore, then yeah, stay away because there is some here. But um, but if if it's not something that's going to bother you, you don't have to necessarily enjoy it to enjoy this movie. Um, mm-hmm. So it'd be a recommend for most people. Uh, for me, would you say the same? Absolutely, absolutely. Very nice. And uh, if you're a fan of Jim Cummings, you've seen it already, or you should have. That's true. That I mean, that's a fair point. Like if you, uh, yeah, if if you've kind of been following him, and that is, uh, I'm going to take your recommendation on the Twitter follow because uh, I'm always looking for a, a good film Twitter follow. So, um, do you know what his his is? It just at Jim Cummings? Do you know if it's something different? I don't think it is. but okay. I think you can search it easy enough with Jim Cummings. All right. Uh, before we head on to our buried treasure, just a quick thank you to our amazing Sif uh, Pop members. Uh, Josh and I recorded a Sif Pop members only pre show uh, that the members will get to listen to. We talked about the passing of um, Sean Connery and Alex Trebek and uh, just kind of those legends in the different ways that they were. Uh, impacted our life uh, so that was for the sip pop member pre-show um, appreciate you supporting what goes on here we can only do it because of you and if you're interested in finding out what all that's about just go to patreon.com slash sift pop uh, patreon.com slash sift pop and uh, and you can join there and kind of check all that out there and then after you go to patreon.com slash sift pop or maybe even before you can go to Seed and Spark and uh, search for Squat and uh, help Josh out with what they're doing right now. Patrons um, get those perks. Patrons get those <laughs> perks. What do, what do you call Seed and Sparkers? Sparkers? Sparkers get those perks. Squ- <laughs> we're, we're calling our, our community Squatters, so Squatters oh. get those perks. Squatters get those squirts. No, that is that is not... Squ- that squatters is, get those... Yeah. Uh, in the chat, the one Heath bar says at Jimmy C. That's me. Uh, Jimmy C. That's me. Uh, that is, right. is the Twitter handle uh, for Jim Cummings. Uh, all right, let's do our buried treasure. Uh, Josh, what is that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about? Um, well, there was there were two that I had brought up, but I'm going to go with. Um, I'm so, I'm, so, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> this is actually, it's a little bit selfish. Uh, it's one I'm actually a part of. Um, it's called Squat. And, no, no, uh... <laughs> yeah. no, besides that, um, so uh, there's a show on uh, PBS. And I don't know if you're familiar how PBS works, but it's not the same shows all the time on every uh, every right. region and everywhere. Yeah, whatever. different affiliates. So, yeah. So it's really hard to, to sort of uh, lead you where to go, but um, I, th- I think you can even find it online. But it's a show called Reconnecting Roots uh, that is produced here in Nashville. And um, I'm actually one of the segment writers on the show. And it's a fun docu-series where they take uh, just kind of things, elements of our culture and do a, a brief sort of history and unpacking of that mm-hmm. and uh, maybe an evolution of it. And then um, they always try to end with kind of an optimistic um, nod back to the roots of that item, you know. Um, for instance, they, they've had some episodes about Irish immigrants and Native Americans, um, but also like bicycles. I think it was one of their first ep- first season episodes. Uh, short seasons, two six-episode seasons, I believe. Um, but like the bicycle, they, they talk about how it was invented and um, its popular, rise in popularity. And then with, you know, when cars came along, how it became less popular. And, um, and then they connect it back with, you know, um, cities that... Um, have places where you can check out bikes now, like you, like a library only it's, you know, on street corners and things. Mm-hmm. So, um, fun, fun elements like that, but, um, a lot of interesting, um, interviews, but they, they do some fun sketch comedy sort of work in, in the series as well. Um, to, 
to help make points and things. And, and so I'm on camera a little bit as well and some of those those formats. But the host is uh, Gabe McCauley. Uh, he's a friend of mine, um, really sharp guy, really likable um, on-camera host. And the show is just a really, just a, it's a really lovely piece of show, uh, you know, it's it, the episodes are short, like 20 to 20 to 30 minutes, like a, okay. a regular. So it's, they, they obviously don't tell you the entire history of any one thing. They, you know, it's about finding some of those, those notable and interesting elements, um, in that, in that story. So very nice. Uh, historic so... story, uh, historic show kind of, yeah. Check your local listings to see uh, yeah. when it might be on PBS, and it's called Reconnecting Roots. Yeah. Uh, my buried treasure is for my poker peeps uh, out there. Um, I will I will give you the uh, poker fan version, and then also the uh, I kind of like poker. It's fun to watch sometimes version. Um, but there is a grudge match going on right now between Daniel Negreanu, uh, who has been for a long time my favorite poker player, and Doug Polk. Uh, who is an online personality who has kind of um, taunted him through the years. And they have a, a little bit of a feud, an online feud that's gone on for a while. And Polk kind of challenged him and said, hey, let's play poker together and or against each other. And nobody expected Daniel to say yes because he you know, uh, doesn't need it necessarily. But he said yes. He wanted to challenge himself. Uh, so they went to... So they're playing a format that uh, Doug Polk is like an expert at, which is uh, heads up, uh, no limit hold'em. Um, and so they are doing 25,000 hands of no limit hold'em uh, just for cash for, you know, like it, uh, I think it's it maybe four and six. I can't remember. It's two and four, four and six, $100 blinds. So every time there's at least 600, 600 bucks in there and then it goes from there, um, you know, to see how high it goes. It's a lot of fun. The uh, poker fan version is this continues to be live streamed whenever they do. Just follow either one of their Twitters and they will tell you where they're doing two tables at once. So it might be confusing if you've never watched like online poker to watch uh, two different tables, for, you know, from the same people uh, playing against each other. But if you are a poker nerd uh, like me, it's a lot of fun. If you just kind of like poker, it's something you've enjoyed watching like on ESPN for the World Series. Uh, I highly recommend you check out their first 200 hands, which were... Uh, live streamed with them in the same room with actual cards and chips. Uh, the rest of it's going to be online, but they actually did the first. They took instant COVID tests, all that kind of stuff to make sure they could be in the same room and uh, played 200 hand live. In fact, if you really want uh, to know about that for those first 200 hands, watch the first five hands and then watch the last 30 hands because that's where the real fun is uh, in that. The rest of it's just kind of back and forth. And it is fun for me. But if you're just kind of, oh, I like watching the big hands on TV kind of person, um, then you can check those out. Uh, this is free to stream through Poker Go and also at the uh, GG Poker Twitch page um, that you can can check that out. So if you're a fellow uh, poker fan like me, I wanted to mention um, mention it's out there because it is it's a it's a lot of fun and uh, I enjoy enjoy watching it. So what about you, Josh? You, you ever uh, you ever watch poker? <laughs> nope. <laughs> you know, I think when they were did those celebrity things, uh, it was really popular several years ago. I watched a few episodes. I think when Dave Foley was mm -hmm. was hosting it, um, and I thought it was I thought it was fine. Uh, I I played a little bit, like most people, you know, mm -hmm. um, out of in college and out of college, but never been a huge, you know, the community of it uh, aspect of it. I've always enjoyed a lot more than the actual game of it. I think. So what you're saying is uh, you are the perfect person to invite to a home game, uh, is what you're saying. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I mean, I love, like I said, I love hanging out with people. Yeah, and, you right. Know, and yeah. I love that part. Um, I don't know all the intricacies of the game. You know, I, I know sure. generally how it's played. And I well, know what we versions, could do is you know? we just have you over and you can just pay me 10 bucks to hang out for, you know, a couple hours together and then just, <laughs> just take out the middle part. <laughs> 10 bucks. Ugh. Like, let's play pennies. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Pennies. I always, when I play home games, it's always tournament style. So it's just like an entry fee and then, you know, oh, gotcha. uh, placements, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. Instead of cash games. But anyhow, check out, uh, check that out if you're interested at all in poker. Well, we did it, Josh. We did a podcast, man. Congratulations to us. Actually made it happen. We nailed it. Uh, before, uh, before I let, uh, go into kind of the closing here one more time, 
tell people about uh, Seed and Spark and Squat and being able to support you. Yeah, we want to build the community. Come check us out on our social media pages. Uh, you can follow the the Nether Region um, on uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, um, Instagram, um, and you can go to seedandspark.com and then search for the Squat is the name of the project. Um, and there's a link if you're watching. There's the link right there. Um, but uh, but we want you on our team, and we want you to you know look at our social media and share it around even if you don't have any cash and i didn't mention this earlier you can actually follow our campaign on seed and spark and even if you're not supporting us financially if you still follow our our campaign um we can still qualify for some uh, some perks and what what those are um some of them are uh, discounted or free film festival entries, which is huge for indie films. Um, that's like the first step in getting distribution in, in a lot of ways. Um, so so to even follow our campaign is to help us out, even if you, you don't have any money. But obviously, we want people to just be aware of it as well, so that when the movie does come out, we know that people will uh, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I'd encourage you to go check it out at seedandspark.com. Just search for squat well that's going to wrap it up for sif pop today thank you so much for joining us it is part of the studio dna podcast network you can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching studio dna all one word in your podcast player huge thanks to josh for uh, hanging out with us today and joining us once again. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for uh, thanks, thanks for coming man. by. Uh, big thanks to Phil for producing both the audio and the video podcast. We love you, Phil. Much love thanks, and gratitude. With much grat- love and gratitude to our Sif Pop members for giving monthly to make Sif Pop a real thing. Uh, that support starts at three bucks a month, and you can check out all the the perks and and such at the website patreon.com slash sifpop. Lots of ways to connect with us. You can leave a comment, a rating, or a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you decide to listen. Uh, You can also email us, feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like it too, so let them know about it and that listening is much easier than getting out of a speeding ticket by knowing the officer's father. Uh, We will be back next week with another special guest, and uh, we're going to chat uh, the movie. No, Josh, it's not. I mean, you're welcome to. Do you want to come on next week, Josh? Is it? Is it? I'll look at my calendar. All right. All right. Look at your calendar. Uh, I think we're going to talk the uh, Kevin Costner movie, Let Him Go, uh, that just came out, and then we'll see what we can rustle up for that second review. Um, But we will see you then. Bye. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.